This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Check it out. You have everything you need within you. It's sometimes just becoming aware of certain things that then help you to do the work yourself. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's always tools and things you can do to help you on the path. Yeah. But just so you understand, you never need anything outside of you. Welcome to episode one of season two of Humong Beings podcast. I am Josh Sherwell sitting alongside Ailish Healy. Welcome back, Ailish. Hello. And today we have a friend of ours, Vivian Paul. Uh, I call her the Manifestation Queen, who's come in today to give us a bit of a chat. Viv, would you like to share where you're from, what what you're doing with yourself, what you've done, and what we're expecting to get out of this podcast? Hey guys, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Yeah, so about me a little bit. I am originally born in Germany, but I live in Australia right now and I've been here for two and a half years. And yeah, I have a degree in sports, business and law and I'm a yoga teacher and also a fitness trainer. So I've always had a (laughs) really great passion for helping people and health. Um, But yeah, I think along the journey, I just noticed how Oftentimes, we don't treat the root cause of what's actually causing the problems. So, living in Australia by myself um, brought up a lot of stuff for me. So, it kind of got me to studying more about the mind and how it's all related and how the mind really is the root cause of all our problems. And that got me to finally actually starting a program with Bob Proctor. So, I met someone which is a pretty cool story. So I I was down on the South Coast living there and I met a friend of mine now that was just the most amazing person. So like his aura and his energy and like the way he was like interested in what you did and like actually interested in you as a person. It was just so fascinating to me and he was like, seemed like he had his life just all sorted and everything like figured out, started his own business and I just wanted to know what he did. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Give me some of that. <laughs> I need what you have. What is your secret? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he told me that he was doing this course with Bob Proctor, thinking into results. And I was like, all right, whatever it is, just get me onto this. <laughs> I want it. Um, so I started, he connected me with his mentor and then I started the program and it just changed my life so much. It's just incredible. Awesome. So for those that don't know, can you give us a bit of a rundown of who Bob Proctor is? So Bob Proctor is one of the world's most famous people on or teachers on human potential and growth. And he's been doing research on just success, like why are successful people successful for the last 59 years, I think it is now. So that's quite a long time. So would you like me to tell a little bit about his story? Yeah, sure. We've got, we got plenty of time mm-hmm. and I'm sure everyone, I'd like to know more. Like I've listened to a bit of Bob's stuff, but having someone here that's actually learned from him, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to pick your brain Give further. Give us the spiel. All right, <laughs> perfect. So Bob's story is that he he's from Toronto in Canada and when he was about 26 years old, he was, he was $6,000 in debt and he earned $4,000 a year. So um, what happened to him was he... Someone came up to him and he took him under his wings and he basically mentored him. And within three years, he earned over a million dollars and he ran like a global business all over the world. So 
he didn't stop there. He wasn't like, okay, that's fine. Like I'm rich now and everything is good. He was like, he literally wanted to find out what changed him mm. because he he says he says I was a loser. Yeah. <laughs> so like he was like I was a loser, and all of a sudden after three years, I'm earning a million dollars, and I'm just like <clears throat> traveling the world, having friends all over the world, and um, yeah. So then he went on this research journey for years on end trying to figure out what happened to him or how he became mm. successful because he wanted to actually be able to teach this to others because whatever he did, he tried to give it to his friends and told them to read the same books, but it just didn't work for them. Yeah. So he just went on this journey of discovering what really made him so successful. And yeah, he found out what it was and he's got this whole beautiful concept about how it all works. And at some point, his business partner came into into his world, Sandy Gallagher, and she they partnered up together, founded the Proctor Gallagher Institute and created this program, Thinking Into Results, that just has all the information that he has researched for that many years in it. So cool. And now yeah. that's what you teach yeah. to people. Yes, that's whoop, whoop. what I teach. <laughs> I feel like that'd be such a fun job, like especially studying that and learning like the art of, you know, reprogramming your mind to find success and then being able to then share that to people mm. I feel would be a really like satisfying job and especially seeing other people light up and finding purpose in their life I think would be a really exciting job I can't wait to hear more yeah I think it's it's cool that he there's a program that you can teach to people because I think we've spoken about it before it's like everyone's purpose is different and mm-hmm. I think when you're successful and you don't necessarily know how you got to where you know say where he is you can only really teach people, oh, well, this is what I did to get to my goal. Mm-hmm. But it's like how do they then mould that structure to their goal or their life? You know, it's like it's easy yeah. to follow directions, but what if those directions are leading you to the wrong goal, you know? So it's cool that, yeah, now there's a program developed for people to to use that and mould it to, to what they want. Yeah. It's really cool. And it's really cool because the program itself, it really works with the laws of the universe. So that's why it works for everyone, even with people that have different goals, because it's not about the goals, like what they want to reach. It's about for yourself becoming that person that is able to reach that goal. So it's just a step-by-step process of how do I become that person that already has that goal achieved, basically, Mm. so I can then attract it into my life. And so what do you think is the main issue, like touching on that, what do you think the main issue is with people and goals? In my opinion, the main issue people have is that they don't have any goals. Mm -hmm. They don't have any proper goals. So some people might set a goal, but it's nothing that really excites or inspires them. Mm. Because what we're being taught by society is that you have to know how you're going to reach it so you can set a goal. But that's not really correct. Mm -hmm. Because if you always just set a goal that you know how to reach, what what about this is going to inspire you? Yeah, Yeah, where's the growth in that? Yeah. If you already know how you're going to do it, like where's the uncomfortability for you to actually expand into that, right? Yeah. So most people, they just set these kind of goals that don't inspire them, don't excite them, and then they don't actually follow through with it, obviously, because it's boring. There's no real conviction yeah. there for them to do it. Yeah. It's too easy. So they don't get there. <laughs> Everything's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that would come back like, okay, people don't have goals, that then would then stem back, going back further to the mindset of that person. Yeah. Because I know like for myself personally, I had heaps of goals when I was young, long-term goals, short-term goals, and then as I fell into the 
the nine to a five rat race that most people live. I didn't have any goals. Mm. I remember I did like when I was going through my depression and like a lot of my addictions, I had no goals. It was just like I was living Groundhog Day every day. But it was, yeah. I found out it was, it was a mindset thing. Like once I changed the, the code in my mind to actually start structuring and figuring out what I wanted, yeah, the mindset definitely propelled me forward into manifesting what I think my life should be or what I want my life to, should be. So what, um, before we go into that, I guess, programming or, not, you know, learning to become the person to, that has achieved the goal already rather than the person that's finding out how to get to the goal, when you're setting a goal, what should people look for? What should people look to do? Yeah, I love that question. (laughs) Okay, so what you want to look for if you set a goal is you want to go for something that you really, really want. So anything else, don't even start setting it because you will have no inspiration of going after that. So all you ever want to ask yourself is what do I really want? And then also you want to set a goal that you don't know how to achieve it yet. So that goes against everything that we've been taught in school all the conditioning that we've had over the (laughs) years what's your five-year plan (laughs) i don't know (laughs) so it's like you want to go for something that you don't know how to reach it yet because once you have that big goal that big vision where you're like oh my god this is so exciting i am just so excited to go after this and i get there then you're gonna have to go out of yourself like you're gonna have to draw something out of yourself from deep within that wasn't there before Mm. and that's really what the exciting part is because now you're working with so many higher forces than just whatever you've just experienced in real life until that point yeah so you want to set a goal that is far out of your reach and you're really excited about it and we are talking about the big goals <laughs> that kids have you know it's like i'm excited i want to be an astronaut like, you know? i'm like pumped right now I'm like we're just yeah. getting started like let's go <laughs> it's it's important that um so i've done a workshop with with Viv and with you. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it, it's just interesting because we did speak about, you know, a lot of people, because obviously we're programmed to need that structure or need that step-by-step plan of how to get to where we need to be. Those bigger goals, you know, like kids have, like, oh, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be part of a giant company or I want to I be a CEO. It's like even if you don't know how you're going to get there, you should still be allowed to have that goal and the problem is too that in society we almost steer people away and I think it's a programming in society anyway like even for parents like if your child comes to you and says I want to be an astronaut and you go oh man I really don't think you can do it or you're worried about their failure you know you don't want them to be let down so you steer them away and try and mold them into something a little bit easier to achieve yeah but then you end up with the problem that those kids grow up and they're not fully happy or yeah. their purpose, they don't have a purpose, you know. So, I, yeah, I think it's really important what you've said to make those goals big, mm-hmm. make them, you know, dream outside the box, get out of the box yes, and just really, box. really and, – and those are the goals that excite you, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, yeah, the ones you don't know how to get. Yeah, don't even have a box. Yeah. <laughs> I and like I that. think Don't the wanting to, yeah. yeah. So speak about the the because I know Bob Proctor's big on you need to want it, mm-hmm. and I guess the next question would be why do you need to want it? Well, if you think about it in anything in life, if you don't want something, you're not actually going to put the effort in. Mm. 
and everything can be easy, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to take any steps towards it. Mm. And especially if you're going after something that you haven't done before, then you will have to leave your comfort zone to get it. Mm. And that's yeah. tu- that's pretty tough. Like that's <laughs> why even like the most advanced people at this are still having experiencing fear and anxiety when they go after something big because it's still leaving the comfort zone. Yeah, still mm. entering the unknown. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Like I, I was talking, we were talking about this when we had dinner at, at my place the other uh, other night. You know, my first um, experience of listening to Bob Proctor was on my way to a road trip a year ago, actually, nearly a year ago to the date. And Jordan Potts put me onto it. It was like a six-part series that Bob recorded on YouTube, and he spoke about like what's your worthy ideal, and like what like what would be your dream life that you could wake up every single day and be like, "Whoa, I get to do this!" Like how exciting. And then I remember like I hadn't really set intention on what I thought my you know dream life or as Bob would refer to as a worthy ideal is. But then as soon as I listened to this um, lecture he gave or this talk he gave, I just started, I told you, I just started crying, crying like bawling my eyes out while I'm driving down the M1 to the Gold Coast, just like crying. <laughs> and I was like, I see it. I know what I want now. And it, I think I cried because it was such a big dream that it, it scared me. Mm-hmm. And then, but obviously, like now, since hanging with you and listening, it makes me realize that that's what it's meant to feel like. It's meant to feel like, whoa, this is big. And yeah, and it's like, exciting. it's going to, yeah, it's yeah. going to make me expand. But yeah, you need to have that sort of, you got to have that why. So, yeah, it's cool. So, why can't, why, not why can't, but why is it hard for people to reach those big goals? Um, before I touch on that, I quickly just wanted to say something for everyone that's maybe struggling right now with finding a goal because we often get taught that we shouldn't dream, right? You sit in school, we look outside the window and we imagine and they're like, hey, come yeah, back, focus, come back. Focus, what are you doing? What are you doing? Focus. Yeah. What's going on? You need to listen to me. You need to listen to what I say. Stop dreaming from within. Mm. And there's a lot of people that struggle with that. And I know that I really struggled with that too, just allowing myself to dream because I was so in my box like just allowing myself to dream what makes sense like what with what I wanted to do it's like oh but how am I gonna gonna earn money with that yeah like are people gonna think I'm embarrassing yeah like all of these things so for someone that's struggling with finding a goal try and look for people that like just different people that live a pretty extreme life and then look at their lifestyle let's say anything right like let's say you look at a professional tennis player you go like okay is that something I would like to do you go oh no maybe not maybe it is and then you go okay is I'm looking at a model is that something I would like to do yes no and then you go from these people that are pretty extreme how we would say it from like most people's kind of view yeah. mm. you go and look for what parts of their life do I like what excites what are you? parts that really excite me yeah mm. or like, let's say something running a multi-million dollar company Mm. would I like to do that it's like oh maybe I would like to have that much money earn that much money but I wouldn't want to be responsible for leading 200 people yeah they're looking instead of looking at the surface level actually taking a minute to look at yeah the system involved with getting there and going Mm -hmm. oh I like I like the thought of doing that and Mm. yeah so you dream big you look at these big people and you go okay what about their lifestyle do I like because then you can kind of like pick your life together from that yeah. Like, okay, like from the tennis player, I like the fact that he gets to travel around the world or she gets to travel around the world. From the multi million dollar company, I like the fact 
how much money that person earns. But for me, I would rather do that with only maybe leading five people. Mm. So you can like pick pick and choose. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's something important. that helped me. Mm, definitely. Because I think, yeah, it's a good way to look at it because, you know, in, in knowing what you don't want, mm-hmm. that is how you really find. Because, it, and I've done this before in a different scenario, like, um, you know, like in a relationship, like what, I never knew what I wanted in a relationship. And it was just like, people were like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just want to be happy. But it was like, it, it was through those experiences that I started looking at my last relationships or new relationships that with other people that I knew and it was like okay well what qualities do I not like or what ones have I learned from and that I don't want to repeat and then from that it's like it's just like an elimination system it's like oh yeah no and then you're just left with all of the things that you do want or left with enough things that you can digest and say like okay well now let's pick apart this list so I think that's so important to be able to really design your goal based on what you like and what you don't like because it's so specific. Yeah. Hey, um, I've got a question, Viv. Do you, like, how would people, you know, you set this, you set this goal, you, you, you dream big, mm-hmm. you know, the subconscious mind is going to just play tricks on you the whole time. <laughs> Self-sabotage is something that I think most people would agree with they experience. Like, I know for myself personally, I've experienced self-sabotage quite a lot yeah. for a long time. but. <laughs> How do they decondition that? Like, how would people go about deconditioning that in order to, you know, make this big dream or big goal, you know, seem more realistic or get more confident in their own ability to achieve that goal? Yeah. Given how uncomfortable they are putting themselves into the position <laughs> yeah. by what's, dreaming big. What's the thing that's stopping them yeah, getting what, there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first of all, that's already awesome to know that it's your subconscious programming that's doing that because I feel like a lot of people don't have – the awareness around that so they think their thoughts are who they are so whatever their thoughts tell them is what they believe to be true about themselves Mm. so that's like the first step is okay I'm not my thoughts whatever I'm thinking when I'm doubting myself when I'm self-sabotaging that's not who I truly am that's just something I've learned and then if you have a look at the mind it gets pretty clear why it's so important to work with your subconscious mind so I'm just going to quickly explain that yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Don't need to ask permission. You just go wild on this thing. Okay. I can like yeah. see what's going on in your brain. I'm like, all right, I know where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need to explain this. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so, all right. So, our mind is. Most people do not have a picture of their mind. So, if I ask you, for example, what's the color of your car? Silver. Yeah. So, like, you know exactly what the color of your car is. If I ask you, okay, do you open your fridge from the left to the right or from the right to the left? Left to right. Yeah, so what you did right now, in your imagination... I had to think about that for a second. I was like, what side do I open it from? Yeah, we've done it in the workshop, so you probably need to... I remember. I did miss out on the workshop, so for me right now, I feel like I'm sitting in on it just so everyone knows. (laughs) (laughs) These two are worlds ahead of me. So, um, yeah, so you probably went in your imagination into your kitchen, yeah? Yep, (laughs) that's exactly what I did. (laughs) And you opened up your fridge, so you then knew if it opened from the left to the right or from the right to the left. So that means our mind works in pictures. And everyone talks about, oh, you've got to work with your mindset and like you have to like change your mindset. But how is your mind working with the mind if there's no picture to it? So that's the first thing that changes so much once you start giving a picture to the mind because all of a sudden your mind can actually work with itself. Mm. So 
I'm just going to give everyone a picture right now that you can use for the rest of your life. <laughs> and probably a lot of things, if you start going over this again and again and maybe drawing it, a lot of things will make sense to you. So just imagine you have a big circle and you have underneath, like it's a stick person. Underneath you have a smaller circle and it's like the smaller circle is like the body of the stick person and the bigger circle on top is the like the head of the stick person. Can you imagine that, Josh? Yeah, I've just got my eyes closed on while okay. I'm doing this. Yeah, I've got, I've got this. I'm, <laughs> I'm visualising it. Because you don't know this concept yet. So I'm like, if you understand it, then everyone will understand yeah, what no, I'm talking I'm, about. I'm, yeah, I'm going through exactly what everyone listening is going through. So I've just got my eyes shut while I'm doing it though. Okay, perfect. So we've got a stick person in front of us, right? Like a big circle as the head and then a smaller circle as the body. So now the big circle, you draw a line through it in the middle, a horizontal line. So you split it into half and you go the top half is the conscious mind. And the bottom half is the subconscious mind. Yeah. And then you've got the body, the lower circle, the smaller circle, and that's your body. So there's a reason why the bigger circle is bigger. And that's because your mind controls your body. The body is a vehicle of the mind. So now your subconscious mind, that top half, is really concentrated. I love it. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this. The top half, your conscious mind, that's only 2 to 4% of all your thoughts, perceptions, and behaviors. 2 to 4% of your thoughts are conscious. And then the lower half, 96 to 98% of your thoughts are subconscious. So what a lot of people do is they try and change something by trying to work consciously with the conscious mind, like originating ideas of this is how I'm going to change it and I'm making this decision. But the subconscious mind, the 96 to 98% is so big that over time it will take over again. That's why so many people struggle because they're working with only 2 to 4% of their mind. You get this so far? Yeah, like it, even when you were just explaining it then, you, you gave the you know percentages like in my head, in my visualization, like the it just shrunk to mm -hmm. like what 2 to 4% would look like. And then I was like, oh, geez, yeah. that's confronting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm on the same page. So, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And oh, just so I say this, so this concept is from Dr. Thurman Fleet and he developed this concept to actually give a picture of the mind. I just wanted to put this in there. This is not mm -hmm. my origination. And Bob found out about this stick person and he said it's the most valuable idea he's ever heard in all his studies that he's done because he finally could make sense of everything that he's learned. So now the mind is what directs the body. So whatever goes on in your mind is then going to set up a certain vibration or like feeling or emotions in your body, a certain frequency. And according to that, you then take actions. Mm -hmm. Whatever actions you take, you get a reaction, which is your results. Yep. Yeah. So now we're all there. We've got the stick person. We know about the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, 96 to 98% subconscious and the body. So now what's really, really important is that in our subconscious mind, we have something called a paradigm. Have you heard of a paradigm? I did have to Google what the definition stands for. I have paradigm. the definition written down. Okay, perfect. Would you I like me also, to read it? Is that the one that I gave you because it's already gone out of my head? It is. A you paradigm is... A set of examples? Yeah. It's, so the dictionary defines a paradigm as a typical example or pattern something is that the oxford dictionary where are you referencing this from one of them <laughs> google. <laughs> it's google <laughs> the google dictionary says it <laughs> wikipedia yeah <laughs> it's good good source <laughs> all right i'm going to give you bob's 
um, definition. Yes. <laughs> so um, a paradigm is a multitude of habits and beliefs that is stored in your subconscious mind. So the paradigm is your beliefs and habits. So also the habits that you have. And how you can imagine that a paradigm works is like a thermostat in an air conditioning. So if you set an air conditioning to 22 degrees and someone opens up the door and hot air comes in and then the temperature rises to like 23, 24, 25 degrees, then the thermostat will kick in and it will bring the temperature in the room back down to 22 degrees again. So this is your paradigm, <laughs> which means that this temperature rising is what most people try and do with changing their actions, changing their thoughts consciously. But they're not really having any great chance of success because they haven't changed the paradigm. They haven't changed the root cause, the programming. So the thermostat is still set to the old way of being and they're just trying to change things. So I'm just going to give an example to make it a bit more understandable. Mm -hmm. Close my eyes again. Close your eyes, Josh. Yeah. Um, all right. Mine so is the aircon. <laughs> Everyone. Let's say a. <laughs> all right. Let's say a person. We all know this. A person that is always late, always runs late. A person that always runs late. If they come into work and they get like a lot of stress for being late, and they're like, "You have to be on time." The person's like, "Okay, I'm gonna be on time from now on. Promise, I'm gonna be on time." So then this person comes on time, arrives on time for like two days, three days, a week, maybe two weeks. I don't know if a lot of them actually manage that long. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens is all of a sudden their paradigm kicks in, their old programming of running late, that's a program, and their habits change again back to their old programming and they're late again. So what that means is if you don't change the program, you're not going to really change much because you're just fighting against your subconscious programming. Mm. So that's why people get frustrated with themselves because they're like, oh, I'm just not capable. Like I can't even be on time. I've tried this for so many years. Do you know how many clients I have? And they're like, oh my God, I've tried this for so many years and I just thought I'm actually not good enough and mm. I'm not capable. But the only thing that was the case was they were not programmed to do that. Yeah, That's like you can't fight the program. You're not, you can't work against the program with your two to four percent two to four percent so what you have to do you have to change that programming within you that person have to like once you do that let's say once you change your program your paradigm to instead of running late you're now a person that's always on time or a person that's always early this person doesn't have to think about being early anymore that person just automatically is always early it just happens yeah and what happens is once you program to always being early maybe you have a day where you're late your paradigm will kick in. It will straight away bring you up again to being early again. So, yeah. Same, for example, people that try and lose weight and they're never able to do that long-lastingly. So, long-lastingly changing This is so that. for me right now. I'm listening. I'm all yours. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, the same concept, right? Like, you're trying to lose weight by changing your behaviors you're like mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna go to the gym more and i'm gonna eat healthy i'm gonna cut out a certain things i'm gonna go into a diet but you're not changing the paradigm so what happens is yeah you might be successful with that for like a few weeks maybe sometimes a few months and you lose a certain amount of like drop a certain amount of weight but then you haven't changed the paradigm so as soon as you like think oh yeah i'm fine now that's me your paradigm's kicking in your old habits are coming back and you you're 
subconscious mind is going to find those kilograms again. Mm. It certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, see how that changes everything. Once yeah. you know that, you're like, it doesn't mean I'm not capable of doing it. It just means that until oh, that I've got day. i some work to do with the paradigm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to have to reprogram myself. Yeah. And wh- how do people go about doing that? Like, yeah, how's, like, what... What does that look like? Before we do, before we go on to that, Ooh. I just really want to ask how how are paradigms formed? Okay, <laughs> Alice, you're cheating. You've been to the I'm workshop, so you've got no, all the questions already locked yeah, up. Yeah, but and loaded. still, there was a big <laughs> workshop. Like we had a lot. We've spoken about it afterwards. You know, it's like yeah. there's a lot of questions that you come up with afterwards. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I didn't ask that because you're just in there, like your mind just like. <laughs> Getting blown. Now, like, ev- yeah, just just a little segue into there. Everyone that I spoke to that went to your workshop has raved about it, and so I have a lot of FOMO the fact that I missed <laughs> out. Um, yeah, so, but you're here now. Yeah, but everyone keep an eye out because I'm sure Vivian will be running more workshops in no time. So yeah. keep so, an eye yes. out. That was a really cool workshop. It was oh, like it was really sick. intense. It was like different than what I usually do. It was like way more in depth of going into more the how would you say physics. Yeah, like yeah. quantum quantum, quantum physics. physics. Pretty, oh. pretty cool, yeah. It was Mate, quantum physics makes me want to cry. Going <laughs> it's honestly, I love it. It's so good. Anyway, we're getting off track. Yeah, yeah. So, we're going down a rabbit hole. Paradigms. <laughs> when, when, how do you form a paradigm or how are paradigms formed in the brain and when in your life are they formed? Okay. So how paradigms are formed is, first of all, like through your genes. So you can, you're genetically programmed, so that's already a part of your paradigm that you get from obviously your parents and their parents, etc. And then also from zero to seven months old, that's when you go back to the stick person in your mind All right. and back. take away the top half. So it's basically your subconscious mind is wide open. It's only like a bowl where your subconscious mind is. So that's like zero to seven months old. You don't have any conscious, conscious mind. You only have subconscious. So everything that's going on around you, everything you see, how people interact with each other, like what's happening, this is your programming. This is the biggest part of the programming from zero to seven months old. That's why, for example, you can take a baby that was born in China and you, a family in Australia adopts it and that baby would grow up knowing absolutely no Chinese and fluent in English. Mm. Yeah, that's just your environment that mm-hmm. the baby was exposed to. Yeah. So that's zero to seven months old, and then from zero till seven, at zero till seven years old, and that's when your conscious mind is forming, and you still everything that's going on around you is still programming you, but the main part was already done at seven months old, and then after like seven years, that's when it's all done. So your paradigm <laughs> forms until you're seven, and then yeah, and then that's it. Yes. So that means that. they're looking at me my head's just exploding (laughs) yeah so that's why people that are always late their parents are usually always late and like the way you interact with people like that's also let's say when a lot of um, beliefs around money and that stuff are formed for example if your parents you experience as a child obviously zero to seven months old that's just been happening around you if you experience your parents always fighting around money about money then you connect money with a bad thing Mm -hmm. so you're more likely going to be like like have a negative relationship with money when you grow up resistant to it yeah oh this is going to cause turmoil in my life yeah (laughs) yeah 100 percent. so 
<clears throat> obviously that's something that we can't control because it's dependent it's on it's our on our environment, yeah. on the people around us, what we're exposed to. But we do have then the option to change those paradigms. Yep. So explain that to us. So the way paradigms, you can change paradigms, there's two ways to change a paradigm. So the one way is through constant space repetition and the right kind of education or just constant space repetition. So just hearing something over and over and over again. So you reprogram your mind. Mm -hmm. But most people don't do that because we're taught even in school, it's like new information, new information, new information, new information, but that information just goes into your conscious mind. So you start knowing more and more and more, but you're not doing the things because your subconscious mind is responsible for the things you do. So everyone just gets more frustrated because they know more, know more, know more, but the doing is down here and they don't know how to bridge that gap. Yeah, they feel like they're almost like outrunning themselves. They can't mm. keep up with themselves to yeah. an extent. And then we're taught you just have to learn more and then you're going to be able to do it better. So people just end up listening to one podcast after another, reading another book, another book, trying to get more knowledge and then they think their life's going to change from that. Mm. Without Which, applying. Yeah. Yeah. So constant space repetition is one way and the applying with it um, to change a paradigm. And the second way is through an emotional impact. And that's usually like that. Like a, like a catalyst that sets you off. Yeah. yeah. And that's mostly, unfortunately, always negative. Like most yeah. of the time it's a negative emotional impact, which is like a relationship breaking up, um, someone losing their job or someone passing away. Mm. Well, mine, hap like mine happened when Joel and I were in Canada and we had the bad experience with you know the drug incident with mm -hmm. my brother and I. And from that point on, that's when yeah, my paradigm shifted with you know the usage of recreational drugs and my relationship with you know drugs, alcohol and food. Yeah. So that was when my paradigm changed because back then I thought everything was fine. And that is because your subconscious brain is emotional-based? So your subconscious mind is your emotional mind. And the conscious mind is your thinking mind. Mm -hmm. So your subconscious mind is what sets up the emotion in your body. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you, on a logical level even, if you feel great, you're going to take great action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you feel bad, you're going to take bad action. Yeah. So that's why your subconscious mind is responsible for the things you do. And also obviously how much you believe in yourself. If you feel great and you believe in yourself, you have confidence and self-esteem, you are going to make the things happen that you want to make happen. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people were programmed that we're not good enough that we're not capable so how is a person that thinks they're not good enough and not capable ever going to go out and make their big dreams happen mm -hmm. it's yeah. crazy so i want to ask too like have you had a um do you have an example of like a, a paradigm shift that you've had in your life <laughs> yes um tell me <laughs> <laughs> so i did have probably a few mm. um there's like you can have multiple like I think what's really important to understand too is that, yes, you can have them and you change everything, but the thing is that people then don't know how it happened. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you about mine. So let's say I had a situation where a relationship, like a relationship broke up, like my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say your paradigm shifted watching someone else's <laughs> breakup. That was mine. Oh. <laughs> your relationship. So yeah, my, my relationship broke up and it changed me instantly, but two habits that were very contraproductive to 
what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So before that, I was like very career focused and productive. And I was just like, yeah, I wanted to create a like good life for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like working for Adidas for a little bit and just like in that environment of just like being pretty career driven, let's say. Yeah. And that relationship ended and all of a sudden I changed into I don't need any material things and like I just want to live free and like that's also the reason why I'm in Australia. But the thing is like I didn't even – I mean it's never good or bad, right? It's always how you see it. Like at the time it was great because I really enjoyed my time and like now I'm here and it got me to being who I am now and learning Mm -hmm. about all these things that I probably would have never learned about if my life would have just gone on as it did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting for me to see because I was always like, damn, like I was so productive. Like I, I was able to do all of these things and I just don't understand why I can't go back anymore. Yeah. I was like, I've, I used to be like this. Why the hell am I not able to do this anymore? Yeah. There was so much frustration because I was like, I don't understand how I'm not able to go back to being that productive again and getting a job like this again and just like going back into, yeah, that like even that happiness. It yeah. was like. It was like a paradigm where I just had this sadness within me all the time. Um, and even like depression kind of in the mornings and yeah. all of that stuff that I never experienced before. And I just didn't understand what happened. Like I knew I could like look back at it and I was like, yeah, it was this event. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, like I can't, why can't I just go back again yeah. how I used to be? It's hard too because it is, it's like that. It's, it's so, I'm sure so many people connect with it. It's like so frustrating when you think, that one thing has just changed my life. And like you say, I don't know why, don't know how, can't go back and reverse it. But it's like, yeah, how was I once this person? (laughs) And now I can't, I can't get back to doing those things that I used to do. And when it is so familiar to you, it's, it's confusing. Yeah. You know, and then when obviously in your case, the paradigm, you know, included that sadness and like you'd moved away from that happiness. And so the weight of that frustration adds onto that as well. And it's just like, a what negative happened? feedback loop. Yeah. It's just yeah. like downward spiral of like, yeah. oh my God, which is like further and further away from, from where you need to be. So Yeah. And who you know that you can be, mm. right? It's like, I know I can be this person. I I was there. Yeah. So then for me it was like me starting the program with Bob. I was like, I remember <laughs> I think it was in lesson week three. So there's twelve modules. And yeah. You run through them twice. It's half a year long. It's just incredible. Week three, I remember being still on the South Coast and I was doing it. I was at this stage just partying all the time, just <laughs> loose as, not really taking care of myself at all, just like very low self-esteem, just like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we all know that. Living it um, up, yeah. <laughs> living from Thursday like to Thursday because so Thursday was the time where I could go like drink again and like party and hang yeah. out with my friends basically. Um and I started this program because I was like, I just need a change because I know there's so much more within me mm. and like I have this like desire to put my energy and my, yeah, my efforts and my energy into something that's like not only helpful for me but also for others but I just yeah. didn't know how to do it. Started this program and like week three I was sitting there in this room. It was so cold because it was winter and listening to like watching Bob's lesson because there's like Bob is teaching lessons directly yeah and I was sitting there and I was like started crying because I was so grateful for the information that I just received and I was like sitting there just like crying just saying like thank you thank you yeah 
because it was that like I was like oh my god now I understand what happened to me yeah. I was like thank god I finally know why I can't go back because that's what happened to me just that relief of like oh my god I am good enough I'm not just not capable I'm actually just had an experience where I got reprogrammed yeah and there's a way out of there and I can go back to how I used to be yeah that's crazy I think it's 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 such a relief to know that like you say it's like that relieving feeling of like it's it's not you yeah it's not you know so many people have self-confidence issues and self-worth issues where it's like I'm not good enough mm. or I keep trying and I'm not good enough and yeah. it's like there is a way around that paradigm or to, or a way to shift that paradigm which hopefully yeah. we're gonna cover <laughs> I'm sitting here patiently waiting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really excited. <laughs> keep going. So with the paradigm shifting, so obviously the emotional or the big event, something mm-hmm. you can't necessarily control. Um, so that's very external. So the repetition is something that everyone can implement, right? Mm-hmm. So is there a certain way that people can do that or or – Exercises, tools, yeah. is that what you're saying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's obviously what you want to repeat is obviously different for each person. Yeah. What Bob likes to say, or like us as consultants, it's like the best way to change your paradigms is to do the program mm-hmm. because you get all the information you need. Like it's empowerment and you can do it over and over consciously again, right? It's not yeah. just, oh, yeah, cool. I've, ch- I've I was able to stick with that one thing and do it, but it's like this knowledge behind it that you need like the more you go over the the information the material you understand it it, the more you embody it right yeah you understand it on a deeper level you impress it on your subconscious mind you are changing your paradigm about your paradigm basically yeah and i think this is important this is something that i really um resonate with with you because it's like when people think about reprogramming themselves and reprogramming themselves and setting goals it's like oh yeah manifestation and it's like a word that is so overused in our society and it's almost like, yeah, it's been like, oh, so going on that repetition, it's like, oh, okay, if I keep telling myself over and over in my head that like I'm good, I'm going to do good, you know, or like a positive thing or a saying or something, it's like all you're doing is then using that conscious brain to repeat the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over again. But that doesn't actually imprint into your subconscious. subconscious or it may do but it may take forever like it's <laughs> it's so long so and i think that's something you know you said before we aren't our thoughts and yeah. i think that's such a big thing that's pushed now that oh yeah just change the way you think and then you're sweet but it's not that easy i honestly believe that we don't need anything outside ourselves to change anything mm-hmm. ever like, yes, the let's say like the program, it's amazing for people that want that extra support and they want to go big and they want to understand it on a deeper level to do it over and over and over again. But I like for me, what I know to be true is that we all have everything we need already within us. Mm-hmm. So every single person can do this by themselves. And that's where goals come back into play again. If your goal is big enough, if you have enough desire for your goal, you can do anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. So you never need anything outside of you. I just wanted to make this clear yeah. because it's like I feel like often a lot of the time people are like, oh, you need this and you need this program and you need this extra um, meditation and manifestation tool, but like you don't. You already have everything within you. 
Because if you think about it, if you even have a wound and you go to the doctor, who heals the wound? Your body. Yeah. Your body heals it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to put that straight <laughs> out there right now. The doctor doesn't heal it. You heal it. Your body you heals heal it. it. <laughs> you are your own healer. Yeah. And you have everything you need within you. It's sometimes just becoming aware of certain things that then help you to do the work yourself. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's always tools and things you can do to help you on the path. Yeah. But just so you understand, you never need anything outside of you. Yeah. You just need yourself. And there's like ways to help you. Yes. And they're awesome and they're fun. But yeah, you're already enough as you are. See, I love that because I'm a massive believer that like everyone is just the power that we all have within ourselves is just huge. Mm. And like it's something that I'm really trying to, you know, share with friends and family. It's like you're so, you're so powerful. You just haven't acknowledged it yet or like delved to see it yet. Because And it is, it is hard when you're feeling, when you're not exactly in the – I'm not going to say a bad space. When you're feeling like shit? Well, well not even. <laughs> yeah. Just like even if you're not feeling like shit but you're, you're not where you want to be. Yeah. You know, like I think a lot of people, like we say, you know, they have a plan of how they're going to get somewhere. Mm. And it's like that path is so structured. It's like this is it. This is where I'm going. It's like so tunnel vision. And then think- suddenly you deviate a little bit off that path and it's like what's going on? And it's like, you know, that power – everyone – knowing that they have power in themselves, it's so hard because sometimes you're like just not in a space to believe that, you know? Do you think that's because they're comparing themselves to what they're seeing externally through other yeah, like, and, and also social media, pressure. who's around them, yeah, external the self, pressures, self-pressure. And, and even just self-pressure. Yeah. Like they're boxing, like that going back to that box, it's like mm-hmm. everyone puts this box around them of like this is what I want, this is where I need to be and it's just locked, you lock yourself in and – if you're not doing exactly what you think you need to do to get there, it's wrong or, you know, you've lost your way or, or whatever. And it's like there's so many cases where, you know, yeah, we all have the power in ourselves, but it's so many cases like our power could be just to remove that box so that the opportunities that you want or the, the ones you're looking for can come to you Present in a way that you're you. probably missing. Like, you know, people – I've experienced this a lot in my life where it's like, hell like I really want something and I'm so determined because I had been programmed to be like all right I need a step-by-step plan it's like I'm going to do this I'm going to work this job I'm going to save this much money and then I'm going to get here and then from there I go to here and it's just like this long list of things Mm. I was like oh my god it just keeps growing and it's like all of those things that I was searching for of all right I need this opportunity or I need this it's like all of the things that happened usually came to me in a form I wasn't aware of Mm. so it's like I want this job or I want to do this or I want to help people. And then suddenly it's like another job opportunity would come up. And I'm like, oh, this isn't necessarily what I want to do, but I'll take it. And then I meet someone through that job and they're like, oh, I do this for what? You know, that there's all these yeah. other like, it's like a neural network. Yeah. And it's like, if you just want to travel that one path, it's like all these other, I'm so visual in my head. So I'm like <laughs> thinking of a brain right now, but it's like a neural network. So it's like, you want to travel that one path to get to the end of the neural network. But there's so many shortcuts on the way that you're just completely missing because they've deviated just slightly off the path that you wanted to take. And it's just like removing that box in the beginning or trying to make that your goal, just removing that box of belief is so powerful because you just open yourself up. Sorry, I'm so so passionate. I'm like, people, come on. (laughs) 
No, no but I think true. of it like, and we spoke about this too. It's like, so I'm really into quantum physics. It's like my little nerd in me. It's like I'd <laughs> love it. So I'm always looking at like connection and, you know, things in the quant- quantum physics is so deep. So if you want to look into it, have have a look on anywhere, YouTube, whatever, like look at double slit theory. There's so many things that are so interesting. But it's like I just remember learning something about connection and then that led me um, to a friend giving me a book and it was um, the concept I spoke to you about, like the GPS system. Yeah, so it's like going that. back to setting those goals. Like when I used a gym as, as an example when I spoke to Viv, but let's just say for everyone listening, you're at work and you want to go home. So you finish work and you want to go home. You type your home address into your car GPS or your phone GPS and there's seven different routes to get there. What you do is you just look at your destination and you can drive any which road and your car or your GPS will reroute it and you'll still end up in the same destination. So it doesn't really matter what route you take. As long as you know where you're going and the destination you need to get to, you will get there. It might take 10 minutes, half an hour, three hours. Depends how off the track you're going or what road you're taking. But it's like eventually you have to end up there because that's the coordinates that you've given the GPS. It's like it will not take you anywhere else and your brain works the exact same. So it's like you tell your brain and you really, really believe and want that you want to go somewhere and your brain is wired to take you there. It's like Mm. any opportunity that comes your way and, and this is where it comes to awareness too. It's like any opportunity that comes your way that may get you there, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll go with that. And then it's like, okay, it might not be the exact right direct route but then your brain will be like okay but we're still going here so then it'll deviate you back Mm -hmm. to where you need to get to and it's just it's trusting that like you know that law of cause and effect it's like you want that and Mm -hmm. you're so determined to get there that nothing else can get in your way and it's that simple like so many Mm -hmm. people think it's so hard and it may seem hard but it's just the way that you look at it and I really want to get into that with um, with you too like that law of cause and effect and how mm-hmm. that kind of applies to setting goals and our lifestyle mm-hmm. as well yeah I love what you said I love the navigation analogy because it's even if you take a wrong turn your navigation system is just gonna be like all right we'll just make make just, a u-turn yeah, just, <laughs> just, just come back this way <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's, and right. that's the like thing you don't have to think about that route and yeah. it's but society is so focused on you need to find that route. No, that, if you that, don't have that route, you can never get there. But it's yeah. like that is not how we're so conditioned it works. to be. Like it's it's this one way to get from A to B. Mm. Yeah, you're so right. We're so conditioned to look at it as like if you don't do it a certain way, well, you're not going to reach said destination. Mm. But really, yeah, if you if you're there, if you want that, and that's where your vision is, and that's where you see yourself ending up. Yeah, you will find a way to get there. Yeah, hundred percent. No matter what. I think a lot of it has to do with also what we're taught around failure, oh, failing. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of us get taught that <laughs> it's just <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> a lot of us get taught that failure is bad. Yeah. So we grow up and we think, oh, I'm not allowed to fail. I have to be good at everything straight away. Mm-hmm. And as soon as someone fails and you fail like maybe three times, you're like, oh, I'm just a bad person. You give I'm it not up. Good enough. Yeah. You give up. Whereas. If we give that a new meaning, failure just means that you are now a step closer to your goal. Yeah. And you are not a failure when you fail. The only way you're ever a failure is when you stop, Mm -hmm. when you quit. 
because then you've actually failed. If you just always continue to go to where you want to go, go after that big dream, that big goal, you can never fail because you're always taking steps closer. Yeah. And that also comes back to giving goals a new meaning. So once you, because a lot of people, what they do is they have that goal that they want to reach. And for them, it's like, I just want to have that goal right now, right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So it's for them, it's about getting like the being there is all that matters. Whereas if you see a goal, what we said, like you set a goal, a big goal that you don't know how to reach yet because you want to draw something out of yourself that wasn't ever there before. Mm. Once you focus on that, it means that I'm setting a goal because I want to grow. I want to become a better person. I want to be more confident. I want to experience new levels of myself that I haven't seen before. That's the reason why I'm setting a big goal Mm. because I'm going to grow as a person along the way. Yeah. So then you take the heaviness away from the goal you're like yes I want this goal and I'm going after that and no matter what I'm just going to continue to go after that but if it happens in a year doesn't matter if it happens in three years or five years because I know I'm going to get there Mm -hmm. and everything that happens along the way is me growing so I am successful when I'm going after my goal yeah taking steps like progressive steps steps towards my goal is me being successful yeah and then you can't ever do anything wrong because everything you do, even if you maybe fail, like in common sense fail, you didn't fail because you just now know more. Yeah. You're now a step further. Every no is a step closer to a yes. I like that. I resonate with that a lot. And it's so it's a common thing that we've seen in, in history. You know, what is it, the examples you use, like Thomas Edison. Mm. It's like 10,000 well, I don't even know the number, like 10,000 times, you know, like I want to I wanna do this, I want to make this light bulb. It's like I'm going to make this thing light up. And it's just like nothing, 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 nothing. And it's just like continue, continue, continue. And then it's like eventually he got there. And the thing is too is like it's so common. It's like you try things three times. You're like, oh, no, I'm shit at that. And then you move on mm. to something else. It's like, bro, three times. Like you went from never having tried it to trying it. And it's like, for a good example, juggling. So it's like at our gym we do juggling. And it's like if you're an adult, pick up three oranges from your fruit bowl or something, try juggle them. If you've never juggled before, you try it three times and it's like, and I know this feeling because I've done it. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? This is so hard. Like I don't understand at all. But it's like it is – if you keep going, keep going, eventually you can juggle three and then you move to four and then you move to five. And it's like all it is is persistent persistence it's like you have to just keep going and like I think that's such a hard thing too it's like you say so many people want things but they want it now yeah they want it quick they want it quickly and you have to put in the you have to it's not really how it works it's like you have to kind of do you think it's because of the society like the privileged society we live in that we you know we've you know brought up thinking you know well we're entitled to having that now we should be able Um, to have that now yes and no I think as well that we live in such an instantaneous society. So it's like if you want to, like, look, that paradigm definition, for example, it's like I wanted yeah. to know what it meant. Um, I didn't have to go to the library. I just searched on my phone, like, oh, Google <laughs> paradigm, define, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's like I get the definition. It's like we live in that sort of society now where it's like if you want something, usually you can just go on your phone, type it in, you get it. If you want to buy something, go on your phone, yeah. type it in, you get it. Or anything, go to the shop, you want an apple, buy an apple. It's like <laughs> everything's so cut and dry like oh yeah all I got to do is this one thing and then I get my thing that I want and it's like 
It's not everything's so, like that. Yeah. No, not every, like obviously some things are like that. But it's like in that same sense, it's like for us now, a lot of that effort we have to put in to learn something or do something or gain something is short. But it's come from someone putting a lot of effort in. So technically, yeah, we live in this instantaneous society, but it's if built. you want the phone to Google it, you got to get the money to buy the phone. So it's like there's processes mm. to stuff, but we almost forget that. Like, and we almost just live in this thing of, I guess, entitlement, but almost just like unawareness. It's like you need to know, yeah, not even we need to know how to get get something, but it, it's just, it's such a hard thing to almost like explain because I don't think it's entitlement. Like, yeah, we live in us, for example, we live in like this, you know, I guess a higher class society and, and or first world privileges, as everyone says, as I was eating my avocado on toast this morning I said yeah this is such a first world thing to be eating but it's like I think a lot of that is not really our fault like again it comes back to that programming it's like you were brought up like that so it's the same thing I say with my nephew like he was complaining the other day about um (laughs) not being able to watch what he wanted on the tv while he was eating (laughs) dinner and I, I said to him like bro come on like you some kids don't even have tv like some kids but he doesn't get that like yeah he thinks about it for a second and he's like well no and that's the thing it's like you don't because you're programmed that way and it's like it's just a thing that happens you know and it's not something you can control so i think that whole process of wanting something not wanting to put in the effort but then just getting it anyway it's like it's just a normal part of the way we've been brought up but it's your choice, like you say. It's like, you know, you need to put in that effort for yourself and draw something out of yourself mm-hmm. to get that thing. Like, you need to make that choice that your life is your responsibility. And it's like, yeah, yeah it sucks sometimes that you can't get that thing straight away, but it's like you're the only one that can get it for yourself. And also touching on that, for example, if you want a million dollars and you're like, oh, yeah, I want it right now. I want it tomorrow or I want it in an hour. It's like you've gone from having no money to a million dollars in like the space of nothing, no time at all. And it's like, how do you even comprehend getting that money or using that money effectively? If you've gone from like being one yeah, level how do, how do, to yeah, a second level. Like, and that's why I think we've spoken about, you know, so many for, in a money sense, so many people win the lottery and lose it all. You know, mm. so many people win the lottery. And then it's like, you go from having 200 bucks to $20 million and that paradigm kicks in and you lose all that money because you do not know, you haven't put in the work to grow yourself while reaching that goal. And so that paradigm or that frequency that you're sitting at kicks back in, you spend it all and then you're like, fuck, (laughs) how did this happen? Like I got what I wanted and now it's gone again. It's like, because you need to, you need to move up those frequencies. You need to learn Mm. those things so that when you get to your goal, you are that person that can handle that goal. You are you are the goal, but it's like yeah, that doesn't happen instantaneously. I think I've gone on a big ramble about this. So sorry, but <laughs> that was good. I love what you said because that's such a good example of paradigms how they work. Mm. So yeah, someone that actually has that paradigm of having let's say ten grand in their bank account, that's just a paradigm too, and they win the lottery and they win a twenty million, then their subconscious programming is gonna find ways to get rid of that money. Mm. How crazy. You see, like, I've seen it heaps with NBA players. Like, I hear so many, like, I've, I've watched so many stories of, like, Alan Iverson's a, a, a great example. He was making $200 million. He made $200 million and has nothing to show for it. You know, like, he made so yeah. much money, 
but because obviously his paradigm just wasn't up to the scratch of how, how to deal with it, like he spent it all before his career was even done. And he was left with nothing. Who is that the Bogan millionaire or something? No. Oh. Alan Iverson was like the number one. Well, was he the number one draft? No, he wasn't the number one draft pick, but he was like one of the best players that Philadelphia ever drafted. Oh, wow. And, okay. And then he made heaps of money. You see him on heaps of like um, points bet. Um, Adverti- like advertisements and stuff like that. So he's done a bit of like advert advertising now. But oh, okay. He made a lot There's of a money, obviously, in his like NBA that, career, but then Crazy. spent it all like buying people, you mm. know, luxury cars. And if you forgot where he parks his luxury car, you just go buy a brand new one. <laughs> and like he'd spend, so how's this? He'd spend ten grand on eating out. He'd spend ten grand on groceries, and he'd spend ten grand on um something or other like entertainment each week or month. And it's like, how do you spend ten grand eating out when you're already spending ten grand on groceries? Like, doesn't add up, right? But he just kept <laughs> his paradigm. Obviously, didn't allow him yeah. to to work it out, and he just kept burning, burning, burning money until he was left with nothing. And imagine what he would be going through right now, mm. thinking like the thoughts he would have about himself, actually yeah. allowing that to happen because he probably doesn't understand what happened that it was the paradigm, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't his fault. So he's probably just thinking he's very incapable of a lot of things right now. Yeah. And that and, and in that example too, like there's so many people that would look like we're doing like what the fuck? What an idiot, you know what I mean? It's like oh. but then if that happened to us or How would or we know we'd, yeah. we'd act oh. any different? Correct. You'd be like, of course, I've got all this money, I can spend it. Well, like, I know for myself personally, like if I get it because I work in real estate, like we get paid in lump sums. Like if mm. I make a really good sale like and I get paid, yeah, my subconscious straight away is like, let's go out, you know, I'll shout my friends and like mm. next thing you know I'm like Oh shit! I just burnt through a couple of grand really quick. Like, yeah, how did yeah, that happen? Yeah. But it's because yeah, my paradigms hadn't, you know, adjusted to being able to cope with that sort of mm. you know, responsibility. A question I have too is, um, how can you pick up on your paradigm? I haven't asked you this yet. Like, how can you find out? I guess what your programming is. Is there a way? Well, your paradigm is not necessarily bad. Yeah. So it's basically just your programming Mm. so there's good things and bad things right you can have a great paradigm if you have a paradigm of always having a million dollars in your bank account that's a great paradigm to have because if you ever drop down it's going to bring it back up again yeah so it's not always a bad thing so Mm. how you pick up on it is basically just by watching how your results are yeah however your results are that's how you're programmed yeah so it gets really interesting once you understand how to reprogram Mm -hmm. consciously to whatever you want to have you can program yourself to earning more money and then once that program actually kicks in and it's like proper program, yeah, yeah. you embody it, then you're going to see that happening in your world and you're mm. going to attract the money. Yeah. So then that's when things become easy. Yeah, Just the way to program yourself there is the way where there is some resistance obviously because the paradigm doesn't want to change itself yeah so i've like yeah i want to obviously ask the question earlier and i think we're getting toward the end like now it's like obviously how do you do the reprogramming or how do you you know up up level the paradigm wherever you want to describe it like for me for example i experienced it when i went on the felt retreat with jordan and nicola down in byron we were asked to write down like five goals of what we wanted to do moving forward after the retreat and one of mine was to stop binge drinking I was like, I, I want to stop, you know, just drinking beers when I'm bored or binge drinking on the weekends. And the way that, because you know, that, that to me was something I struggled with. Um, and what Jordan and Nicola got us to do was to shut our eyes and actually envision and feel what it would, how it would feel emotionally, physically to be in that space. And then I've noticed ever since then, like, I don't like drinking anywhere near as much. And like, mm. I went to the football last night to watch 
my, my South Sydney rabbit or his play, which usually is like a, a hall pass for me to go get drunk. And I only had two drinks at the footy. And it's mm. like, have I, have I been able to reprogram this paradigm of mine just from closing my eyes and, and feeling it and envisioning it? Like, is that a way of doing it? And, and if so, is there also other ways in which you are able to change these programs? Yeah. So there's a concept called self-image. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. So your self-image is basically the image that you hold of yourself from deep within. So how you see yourself from deep within. So according to that self-image is how you present yourself to the world. So how you walk, how you talk, how you act towards other people. And if you change your self-image, that's you changing the way you see yourself from deep within. And then if you continue to do so, if you become that person with that new self-image, then you are reprogramming yourself. So that's what you did, out by the sounds of it. So that gets super interesting when, like, just an example that's super easy to understand is I always like making money examples because it's so tangible and people actually... I was going to say people like, will relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> It's not all about the money. It's like the opposite. It's all about the confidence, the self-esteem, and then the money comes along the way. Yeah. But it's just a really great way for people to understand it easier because there's numbers. Um, so yeah, let's say for example, a person that has the self image of someone working in a cafe, right? That person earns about 25 to $30 an hour. So that person have to, has the self image of someone working in a cafe barista. And then on the other hand, you have a person that is working for $300 an hour. So that person that is working for $300 an hour, having the self image of earning $300 an hour that person would never go and apply for a job as a barista. Mm. Never. Like, usually. <laughs> no, <laughs> never say never. And then the other way around too, if someone has the self-image of I'm a barista, like that's what I do, that's how I see myself from deep within, that person wouldn't go out and apply for a job for $300 an hour. Mm. So that's just the self-image. That's the way you see yourself from deep within. Mm. And that also will determine what this person wears what this person like who who this person talks to like this person probably wouldn't even talk and like go to an interview where they could be able to earn that much money because they're like oh i'm a barista i'm not ever gonna earn 300 dollars an hour at the moment yeah so that's just a good way to describe how powerful a self-image is because it's all from deep within mm. and that's like that 300 dollar person has the awareness and the confidence the self-esteem of understanding that they are worth Self-worth, yeah. I am worth $300 an hour. Why would I go and work for 25 Yeah. Mm. And I guess it is that image too. Like the, it's not just the thought of, yeah, oh, I'm worth $300 an hour. It's, it's acting and being that person. Yeah. Knowing your worth. Becoming yeah. that person. Becoming yeah. that person. Yeah. And that's where it's sometimes tricky with the paradigms because imagine someone that is in the way of paradigms and they – just think that let's say the barista they're like oh i've got these like somehow i feel like i want to do more i want to be more i have this feeling from within but every time they try and they go like okay now i'm going to change something now i'm actually going to go after that bigger vision or like i want to start my own business and i want to actually help more people and i want to earn more money i want to earn like 10 grand a month mm. if that person does that and they're not aware of the paradigms and the programming how it all works they might go off they might start their own business but then after like a few weeks, the paradigm's going to kick in. And what this does is it's your thoughts that are telling you reasons why you shouldn't go after that. Yeah. 
So that's how it's so cheeky because let's say your thoughts would start going like, oh, yeah, like in the beginning, you're like, yeah, I can do this. So you get like really emotionally involved with the idea. So you maybe even go out and start the business. You're like, I'm going to do this, like find a name. And then all of a sudden your thoughts go like, oh, maybe it's not the right time right now. I'm probably not good enough. So many other people are already doing it. Uh, hmm, maybe I should wait a little bit longer. I should probably actually save up some money first to have some more security. And all the excuses start You're flying. already out of it. Yeah. Mm. Because you're like, oh, yeah, that's it makes sense. It makes logical sense to my world, my box. That yeah. just makes sense. So if you're not aware of that and you don't know, okay, this is my paradigm talking, this has nothing to do with my potential, nothing to do with what I'm capable of, then you're going to allow these thoughts to bring you back to where you used to be. Mm. So is it yep. about not listening to them or that awareness, just being aware of them? Yeah, and once you're aware, you can actually differentiate. You're like, okay, I'm really excited to do this. And when I started doing this and I started setting this goal – I was like super excited. I wanted this. Mm. So now having these thoughts, they must be something that's trying to hold me back. Yeah. So what we call it is, we call it the terror barrier. So that's when, let's say, someone starts visual, like going out of themselves and they're like, I'm going to set this big goal. I'm going to create this massive life for myself. Mm -hmm. So that person, like first you have like the belief on two levels, right? You have a conscious belief, like, yeah, I believe I can do this. If you're not taking any action, that belief's just conscious. You don't subconsciously believe it because if you subconsciously believed it, you would already do it mm -hmm. and you would already be this person. So that person goes, okay, I'm setting this massive goal for myself. I'm going after this. They start playing with that goal and start impressing it on their subconscious mind by, by, by putting feelings to it and like visualizing themselves doing it. So they start believing it slowly more on a subconscious level. So they go out and they're like, okay, I'm actually doing this. Because now the feelings, the subconscious mind is slowly changing. So they're now taking action towards it. What's happening now is they're going to smash into the terror barrier. That's because they're introducing something new to their subconscious programming, which is like kind of like two different vibrations, that old paradigm that's in there. And you're like kind of trying to put a new one in. Mm. So there's a battle starting to go in there. So that's why people start having fear, anxiety, all of these feelings That's why they're so normal because your old program wants to keep you back where you used stay, to be. Stay comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is going to be scary. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Oh, trying to pull yeah. you back down again. So now it's all about knowing enough that you know this is not me. Yeah. And actually, this is a good sign. If I wouldn't feel any fear or anxiety right now. There's I, no it, expansion, right? It wouldn't be big enough. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you use that example at our place the other night for dinner, right? You're like, if it's not scaring you, it's not big enough. Mm. Yeah. Like, ooh, I like Cause that. Because it is, it's, <laughs> it's new, something new. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, how do you know what to expect? Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's so hard for some people if you don't have a mentor or someone that's actually coaching you because these paradigms, they sound yeah. like the truth to you. Mm. Yeah, and you, you can't differ differentiate whether no. it is or not. Yeah. When you're in it, that's your truth. So if you don't have someone that's like, Up your ass, do you say? Yeah, <laughs> up your ass, yeah. Oh, I think I've heard that Whoa, before. okay. Then you're actually so likely to just drop back again because you're hearing yourself telling yourself the truth of what you've experienced mm. so far. Mm. So that's when you have a mentor and a coach or like doing a program that's actually properly educating on what's happening. Hey, you're hitting the terror barrier. This is how you're getting out of it. Then otherwise, if you don't have that support, you're going to fall back. 
because That's why you need a Viv. <laughs> you need a Vivian. <laughs> you need a me in your life. Go get yourself a Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. What about you? <laughs> it is. So, it is so important to be aware of that and like that. I, I really love that. The thing you said in the very start too, and what we're touching on now, it's like you are you are not your thoughts. Like it's so that's such a powerful bit of information because it's just like they're with you yeah. all day, every day. And it's like if you're yeah, if you constantly relate yourself to being them, it's like Yeah. It's so scary. That um I love that analogy. I think I told it at dinner the other day too. If you imagine your thoughts, like whatever you're thinking, like you take these thoughts and you make a person out of it and you put it next to you. And that person is just like walking everywhere with you. And so your thoughts are now being spoken by a person standing next to you. You'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I Get don't believe what you're me. saying. You change your mind on things every second, second. Dude, you're yeah. so indecisive. Leave me alone. Like, yeah. What do you want? Sometimes you believe in me. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to do this. I got other your than fucking that. mind. Yeah. Creating all these stories. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that is so true. It's like, oh my God, you'd be so, yeah. You'd be like, Far I'm out. listening to you. I'm going to push you off something. Some, <laughs> I, I, go th- I go through it all the time, like especially with where I'm venturing right now with my career. Is like I have so many moments where I'm like, can I do this? I can't do this. Oh, this is going to be easy. And then it <laughs> In wasn't until – the space until, of like three seconds too. It's yeah, like, like dum, dum, dum. <laughs> fuck, make up my mind. But like, yeah, since obviously having dinner the other night, I was like – and then us chatting about what our dreams were and where we see – what. You know what our visions are, and you know you're like, why are you laughing? And I was like, because mine's like mine's the same, like mine's just as big as yours. And I'm excited now that someone else is, you know, on the same like wavelength as what I think is possible. So, mm. um, but yeah, before that, so long, yeah, I'd always be just that subconscious mind just eating away, just like, no, you can't do it, you can't do it. It's like with the charity event I'm doing, like, I was so mm. close to just quitting it. I was like, I can't, my, my, I hit my paradigm. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do this. Why can't I do this? Because you've never done this before. Well then, and then like you said, well maybe it's a good thing. Like you're actually stepping into a bit of uncomfortability and you're expanding. Yeah. And ever since it's like mm. brain explosion. Okay. Well then, how can I make this happen? And I haven't yes. looked back since. It's been that's amazing. Awesome. And the important thing is just to try. Like I think that's the thing. It's like you're always going to have that fear. And even if you're even if you're doing the thing, like you're saying, it's like those fear those fear thoughts or that terror barrier is going to come in. I like that but, terror barrier. That's yeah. Cool. But if Either way, that's going to happen. Like if you try or don't try, it's like there's always going to be that fear stopping you from doing something. And it's like, so you may as well try. Like even if you don't get there, you will. But even if you didn't, it's like at least you've tried. And it's like you don't end up being one of those people, you know, that you hear all the time, you know, on their deathbed like, oh, what's the advice that you would give to a young person? And it's like... Viv's like, I don't operate on that wavelength. Yeah. Not but, me. It, but, you know, it is that thing. It's like the, the advice that you hear from so many yeah. people that are older, live this gigantic life. Maybe it's full of things or not full of things. And they're like, always try. Always do what you want. Find what makes you happy. Do what you want. And it's like, it's so repeated over and over it's and over again. It's simple saying. It's like, I tried is way better than what if. Yeah. But what we don't say it to ourselves. We don't yeah. say it like... Yeah. I hardly know, well, now I know more people, but it's like, yeah, you're like, who wakes up in the morning and says, like, oh, I've got this, you know? Like, be your hype person. I love being yes. my my best hype chick, you know, like, wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, it's like, you feel like, I'm like oh, my God, my back, oh, I'm so sore, or like, oh, I'm so tired, and just gets in the mirror, I'm like, yo, 
we got this. <laughs> I'd love to be one of the roommates in your house. Just hear you, just like self-motivation. In your house. Hey, Lish, you're the best. Let's go kick today at ass. Because you do, oh, yeah, and do it's that. like sometimes, sometimes when I'm saying it to myself, like, you know, like, oh, you got this, we're going to have a sick day. Like, you've already mm. had a good day. Like, saying all this stuff, it's like part of my brain's like, oh, fuck, shut up. Like, you know, and it's like, but I know that it's like it's me talking to myself. Like, yeah. no, nah, like you're not getting in here right now. It's yeah. like I'm going to have a good day. I believe in myself. And sometimes, yeah, you get days where the feeling's not there, but it's consistency. It's like yeah. on the days that I wake up and I feel crap, they're the ones that I want to do it. You need it the most, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's that constant reminder of like, you do have potential. Yeah. Everyone's got potential. It's not like some people have it and other people aren't privy to Everyone it. Everyone has it. Yeah. But you have it. It's like, <laughs> but you have to fuel that fire. It's like it's no one else's job. Yeah, because if it's an external, external, um, you know, validation or external um, push, that can only go so far, and then that person or that you know influence will fade off, and then paradigm will kick in. Am I right, yeah. Viv? Yeah. yeah. What happens a lot too? It's like people have like great friends or or great family or or whatever. Like that one person that's like. Yeah, like that coach or whatever being like, oh, yeah, you got this, you got this, you got this. But it's like if you do not truly believe that at some point, you don't got it because... It'll fade out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got to put in that effort. Like you say, like you can learn all those lessons, you can read 100,000 books, but if you don't apply those things to your life and really put the effort in to like just believe in yourself at least, just believe in yourself, it's like... Yeah. It's hard. Nothing changes. It's hard to say if... Mm. You don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah. I just want to um, I want to segue into anyone listening. Like another podcast that I've listened to talking about this sort of stuff, like belief in yourself, is um, one that Aubrey Marks did with Charlie Rocket. I don't know if you two yes. listen to it and like. Oh, no, I've heard. I've heard everyone talk about it. It's, be oh, easy. it's easy. Like one thing that Charlie always says is like, it's easy. Like no matter what, no matter how challenging it may seem to him, he's like, it's easy. It's easy. And like I've tried to you know implement that in my life with a lot of things that I feel is going to be challenging. It's like it's going to be easy. Or like on the Exalto world when we're writing down like what yeah. we're doing. Like I'll, if I'm writing something like I'm going to do something, I'll write at the end of it, it's it's easy. Like it's going to be easy. Mm. I've noticed it changes your whole perspective and your whole mindset on it. It's like, whoa, yeah. it, I can do That is going to be easy because I can do it this way or that way or another. Mm. Yeah, it's whatever really you believe in is true. Yeah, correct. Always. Whatever you believe in is true. Do you think it's quite common that you find um, that people that are like making those big goals – they think it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that if it's not hard, it's not what they want. I think it's not even that they that's not what they want. It's just how they were taught that mm. things have to be. That's like no pain, no gain. You got <laughs> Classic. <laughs> got to grind. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, if you believe that, then that's how you're going to see it. Mm. Like if you believe to get to my goal, it's going to be hard and I'm going to struggle and I'm going to have to put a lot of effort in and I'm going to have to do a lot of things, then your brain is going to find the ways to do it in a hard way. If you believe everything's going to be easy and things are just going to come to you, they're just going to flow to you, you're going to attract whatever you need, you don't really have to do anything for it, then that's what's going to happen. Mm. Things are going to fly in. It's it's so true too. It happens. It happens. Yeah. (laughs) It's really interesting because I had this experience over like the last few months, I think, where I kind of got a bit into the thinking that, oh, because like 
a lot of things for me that easy mm. because I only do things. Okay, that might maybe sound weird. I only do things if they're easy. And it doesn't mean I don't do hard things. It means that if I'm doing something hard, I change my mindset around it and I actually make myself believe that it's going to be easy and then I do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So somehow I started getting on this thing where I'm like, oh no, I have to put more effort in because like, otherwise I'm not going to get there. Like I have to do more. I have to do more, do more, do more. And I did and it didn't flow. Mm. It wasn't your rhetoric. I don't believe that yeah. it's going to be hard ever. Yeah. It can always be easy. It's just a matter of how you do it. And like I've changed that again and things are just flowing in again. Yeah. They're just happening the way that they are happening for me because I believe that. Mm. So it's just a matter of changing your belief about that around thinking that it has to be hard because it doesn't. Yeah, It really doesn't. If you get on a frequency or like you become that person that attracts things easily – then these things are going to find you because they're going to be attracted to you. People are going to be attracted to you that are on that frequency. Mm. Yeah. So funny. There's probably so many people just listening to this like, <sighs> it's, it's too hard. It's too hard. <laughs> but it's not. It's really not. Yeah. So I want to ask as well, what's like, what's some advice? We always ask this question, like what's some advice that you would give to people? Like if you could pick... It could be one thing, it can be three things. Like what is the best advice right now in like today that you could give yeah. someone? Yeah. Invest in yourself. The best, best, best advice I could ever give to anyone. The moment I started investing in myself, everything changed because I told myself that I was worthy investing money in myself. Mm-hmm. Just by me doing, like when I started the program, I was like, okay, this is not money that goes to travels. This is not money that goes to clothes or to food, something outside of me. This is money that goes into me, yeah. who I'm going to become. I'm going to grow myself. I'm going to have that for the rest of my life. Mm. And the moment I made that decision, already so much changed because I just my confidence just boosted up just because I said, hey, I'm worthy of investing money and time into myself, into my personal growth because I'm worth it. Mm. So, yeah, that's so easy. People always want an easy way. They're like, oh, I just want to have a quick fix. Go out and invest a lot of money in yourself. You're going to have an instant confidence boost. Your (laughs) self-esteem is going to rise. You will start doing things you would have never done otherwise because you're like, oh, well, if I invest that much money in myself, then I might as well live up to it. Yeah, 100%. Very powerful. It's just resonating with you, Josh. <laughs> oh, it's just like it's it's just wild. Considering like the yeah the journey that I'm on right now with like you know my career and um, the philanthropy work I'm getting into, and it's like I have tried to make the mindset around the fact that it's just going to be easy. Mm. And even when I first started the concept, a charity concept, when we were sitting out the front of my house, I remember saying to you, "I was mm. like, it's going to be easy." Yeah. And then what? Within a week, I had the venue, I had the sponsors. I had, you know, the concept yeah, and everything just started falling into place. But then after that, yeah, that, that's when the paradigm kicked in. I started mm. second-guessing myself, you know, and then fast forward to now where I've had a meeting with the CEO of Mercy Ships and the head mm. of the national fundraising and I'm now an ambassador for Mercy Ships. It's like, how the fuck did that just happen? Like, <laughs> yeah. I actually blinked and it's happened. It's like, what? But it's because I changed my mindset around. I go, no, it's going to be easy. And that self-image is like, I can see myself doing this and I want to do it and it's just – 
manifested into what it is now. So I love this and I love having these like conversations like this with Viv because it gets my fire stoked up. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's fucking keep going. Like, let's keep the ball rolling because like we said earlier, every, everyone's got this potential in them. Everyone's got this power within them. But they've just got to do that work and figure out why they want it and what they want. And then, like you said, use a GPS analogy. Mm. GPS is going to get them there if that's truly what they want. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. It's so important to, yeah, to love. And I think that that thing too, like everyone says now, oh, love yourself. And it's like really invest in yourself. Yeah. Like I feel like that is so much more powerful than just so love yourself. Like, I'd way rather spend like $20 or 40, $50 to go to a workshop and like learn and invest in myself and how I can become a better version of myself than say Josh circa 2019 going and putting $50 into a pokey machine mm. or putting it on a bet. Because like, mm. <laughs> one outcome, okay, you get a short fix if like say I somehow miraculously win with a fluke. But then for the most part, if anyone that's gambled before, it's a lot of loss and misery. And it's like, fuck, I just lost 50 bucks or sometimes more. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> But then, but then you invent. But then you. Do invent, I have a story? No. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Alistair, just win money on the lotto. Um, but then, like, you invest in yourself into like a workshop, like you know the workshops that we've done with Saran, like the community breathwork circles, and it's like the how you feel stepping out of a workshop once you've actually invested that in money into yourself, going, I want to learn whatever that workshop may be delving into. You're like, mm. fuck, I feel good. Mm. And it just it's like a building block, like you're building more on top of the foundation of who you want to become and the vision in which you see yourself propelling towards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then also it's like with these workshops and stuff, that's like, I love them. That's so amazing. Just like being there surrounding yourself with people. It's just sometimes I think we have to be a bit careful, like not workshops are awesome because you're doing things. Like it's not just a knowing more, knowing more, but just be careful with that mindset of i need to learn more learn more learn more learn more but i'm not mm. doing the things like and we we're talking about earlier yeah yes because that's happens like people go they think then okay i'm investing in myself by buying myself a book which is just like actually <laughs> putting more stress on the fact that okay i'm learning more my frustration is going to get bigger because i'm not going to do those things if i read that book one more one time mm. yeah right because your paradigms are not changing from that mm. that's Re- why repetition yeah yeah all these like workshops and this and that is so good because they grow your awareness but have something that like a structured way of growing like staying on one topic and integrating it yeah yeah, once you have that let's say with the thinking into results program it's like six months you're learning about these 12 modules and you're going in depth you're doing Mm. it over again over and over again you will start like reading something the third time fourth time fifth time you will start seeing new things that it's not that they weren't there before. There's something within you that wasn't there before. And then you grow your awareness so you start understanding it. So that's how you change your paradigm because you start actually impressing that on your subconscious mind. Yeah. And then also, how do you get a person to stick with something for six months doing it like every day or like consistently throughout the week? Yeah, no hard that's the investing I'm sitting here waiting to hear yeah. your answer on this. <laughs> you pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. It is. You are if, right. If I didn't invest that money in myself in doing that program, mm. I would have never stuck to it. Mm. Literally after probably week four, I had like a time where I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. My mentor was on to me. She's like, what's happening? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just can't study anymore. Started like partying again. She's like, 
Viv, sorry to say that, but your attitude is really shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you've invested all that money. You might as well make something out of it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. That's actually so true. <laughs> back on track. Never look back again. <laughs> I was yeah. like, uh-oh. So that's – but that would have never happened if I paid $20 for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I guess it's like that, yeah, that intention too. It's like you knew, you know that it's going to help you. Yeah. And it is like those big sums of money definitely put the weight on it. It's it, like holy yeah. dooly, like I have put all this. Well, it holds you accountable, right? You hold, yeah. You're holding yourself accountable because you've made the, the conscious decision to invest a lump sum of money into yourself. You're like, yes. if I don't do this, the only person I'm laying down, like the person I'm laying down most is myself. I think it depends too though um, – because obviously, like money, money is so massive, and it, it has such a big weight on us as humans. But I think as well, um, you, sh- you even if you put, like, I'm going to use a uni course as an example. Like, if you want to do something, and you go to uni and you spend the money, and you're like, okay, now I have this debt, and then at some point along the way, you go, shit, this is not what I want to do. Mm. And actually, you know that it's not It's not just the fact that you get lazy or you're like, oh, fuck this, I don't want to study. It's like, you know, because that's like happened to me before. It's like I've invested yeah. in like, oh, okay, this is what I want to do. But it's like I put so much pressure on myself to know what it was that I wanted to do. The thing I picked was not was actually what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I didn't spend – it wasn't – oh, it was a fair – it was a fair whack of money. But, like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's like my happiness is worth more than that. So I think also being malleable, like being able to change your mind and, like, have that awareness of, like, okay, no, this is what actually lights me up. And it's like because my original thing that I've loved doing since I was a kid that I want to do, you know, that's my that's my worthy ideal, mm. that every, everyone my whole life said to me, like, oh, you're never going to make money off that. Why would you want to do that? What do you, you know, like, okay, yeah. Sick. Write a book. <laughs> Fun. Like, you know, and but it, you know, that's my passion. And it's like, but I listened to that programming and I listened to also the programming of other people that was getting projected onto me. Like, oh, well, I didn't do that. Or like, oh, that's a creative thing. Like, people don't make money off that. And it's like, I listened to that and then I spent money big sums of money trying to study something I didn't enjoy. And then it was like that point of, fuck, I know this is not what I want to do. Yeah. And I I pulled out and it's like, yeah, okay, I still had to pay that money. But it's like I knew that in the grand scheme of things that money would come back to me in a yeah. form where I was doing something I love. So I think as well, yeah, make sure like obviously if you're spending money on stuff, it's worth it. And like things like these workshops where you're learning about yourself mm-hmm. rather than like I guess a specific topic, they're really good. But it's like when it does come to like a course or like a goal or something, yeah, spending those big lump sums of money, if you realise halfway, you're like, oh, okay, this is not what I want to do. Like be okay with with pulling out of that as well mm-hmm. or finishing it and finding something that you can take away from it that will then help you in the future. Yeah. Because I do think that's a, that's a big thing too. And it's all growth along the way. Mm, so mm-hmm. you just find out that that's not what you wanted to do. Well, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the thing. It's like I spent that money to, to find my real passion. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and that's, but that's like a, like a uni course again that teaches you about a specific topic. topic yeah. Where yeah. you then, after you've studied, you then go out into the world and you're supposed to work in it, even though you've never done any work in that field. All you've done is gain knowledge in your conscious mind. So mm-hmm. you're going to be like, oh, holy moly. Yeah. How am I going to do that? Mm. Like, because we're taught. So this is like, Bob says it's like one of the biggest lies in society. We're taught that we have to go 
to uni, get a degree, so then we can have a great job and mm. then we can actually have a successful life and earn a lot of money, which is so not true. Yeah. You know how many people don't have even a high school degree? Bob doesn't even have – like he hasn't finished high school. Yeah. It's literally a false belief. Yeah. Because how many people are out there that have a degree – and they don't have a job or they can't find a job or they don't still don't know what they want to do with it because yeah. what they're learning are specific skills in an area that they're not implementing, yeah. gaining more con- uh, knowledge in a conscious mind, but they're not learning life skills. Mm. Mm. If you learn something where you know, okay, I can apply this to anything, whatever I'm doing, that's what, what you want to learn because that's the practical side of, hey, my mind is always traveling with me. If I know how to take control over my mind, anything I want to do, I can accomplish because let's be real, any information you want to find is already on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. You don't need, you don't necessarily need to go to uni. I'm not saying it's bad because I think there's, it's amazing having the opportunity of diving deep into a subject that you then want to mm. specialize in. And it's the fact just, that like lecturers and, and tutors and stuff are mentors that have yes. got experience within the field. So yeah, it definitely is worth its weight for sure. Yeah, it's for awesome. some things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. But like on top of that, everyone should, learn about the mind and how actually to do the things and like change your paradigms because that's what's really important yep. to then go out and be great and fantastic at what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because if you have all that knowledge and you're not implementing it, you're not doing anyone any good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've loved this. <laughs> it's been awesome, mate. It's so epic. I feel like I've just done the whole workshop again. <laughs> it's so a- good. It's just important. It's so important to talk about this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's like we're privileged that we know you and like we've had the option of, you know, coming to the workshop. Like the workshop was so good and it's like – but I think it's just, yeah, it's so powerful that we're doing this and you're sharing all of this knowledge because it's so important for people to know. Yeah, people need to hear this. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can only assume that some – like given my experience, like how often would people go through these – you know, moments where the paradigm's kicking, I'm mm. not good enough, I, I can't I can't do that, I'm not even going to bother doing that because I just can't see it ever eventuating. It's like, but it's possible. Yeah. And anything, it's is, po- anything is possible. Yeah, it's not you. These yeah. thoughts are not you. These are just old things that you've taken on from other people. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, do you guys want to keep going? I'm just sitting here integrating all this. This is insane. <laughs> is there anything else you want to touch on? Maybe quickly on manifestation. Yeah. Ah, the queen, the queen wishes to speak. Let's go. Now that everyone knows about paradigms, so now yeah, that now everyone knows about the mind. Welcome to Le- manifestation. Level two. <laughs> um, no, I think it's just a topic that, as you said before, like we've really spoke about it, Josh, um, that people often take the wrong way a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, people think it's like woo-woo and oh, I'm just going to sit there and I'm going to think about it and it's going to happen. It's going to land in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> so what I think, just a few things I want to share, what is really important to know is that manifestation itself, like, okay, let's say, what do you think most people think manifestation is? Think about it and it happens. That's literally what I think about. Or, okay, so my definition in the, in the workshop was clear pathway. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's just I like, like clear everything out of the way and then boom, it's like... But quick, yeah. when I think of manifest- manifestation, when I used to think about manifestation, <laughs> it was quick, you know, 
It's like yeah. think about something happens. See, my knee jerk response is like when you say what is what do you think what does manifestation mean? It's like law of attraction. Like that's what straight away comes to my mind. It's like if I truly believe and you know um, visualize and will into existence A B C whatever the you know whatever I'm trying to attract. That's how that's what I depict as manifestation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people they think that manifestation means. I'm going to think about something and then I'm going to make it happen. So it's like the positive thing that they want to attract in their life. Yeah. But manifestation itself just means creation. Mm. So manifestation is anything. It doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be negative. It's like the other night, you guys like, you're manifesting this <laughs> when I was having that bit of turmoil mm. with work. And I was like, no, I'm not. And you're like, yes, you are. And I was like, shit, I am. And then it happened. <laughs> and then it happened. <laughs> it's like, I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, manifest <laughs> equals create. Yeah, yeah, so manifestation is anything that we see. Like even us sitting here right now is just the manifestation of our past thoughts and actions that we took. Mm. So it's not just this positive thing and it's not just this, like, this major like amazing thing. It's like anything that happens. So your thoughts becoming things also happens in like a not so much movable way. It's like someone thought about, hey, I want to create a stainless steel water bottle and – that was stainless steel water um, bottle right now. <laughs> <laughs> so then it ha- like it wasn't there yet. So they originated that from their imagination, drawing out of nothingness, basically just a thought and idea. Mm. And then at some point, people worked together and they created this. So that's a manifestation too. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, I'm thinking I want to manifest winning the lottery, and then you win the lottery. Us sitting here, every single second that you see is a manifestation of your past. Mm. So that's why people are like, oh, manifestation doesn't work. No, it's happening all the time and every single second and it's working for everyone because there's nothing not to work about it because it's just how it how the world works. Yeah. It's such a, and it goes down to such a quantum level. Too. Yeah. It's like we're literally a manifestation of a certain code of the universe, you know what I mean? It's like our cells if like I don't want to get into fully into it, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like that manifesting. It's like your cells clump together, make bigger things, make organs, make Keep all of this stuff. And then yeah. it's like you have a body and then we live in a world. It's like we're all a manifestation of something, a smaller particle of ourselves. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, it is. It makes up, makes up everything. Yeah. And then the law of attraction, how it plays into the whole thing is the law of attraction is just a law a normal law of the universe that's always at place, like the law of gravity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, the law of attraction doesn't work for me. It's like, no, it's working for you all the time because it just is. So you yeah. think it's just an aware, like a lack of awareness then within that, like the law of attraction? That's why people are like, it doesn't work for me? Like, um, It's a lack of awareness of what the law of attraction is. So like, yeah. if you look at the law of attraction, it's a, like most people think that they have to make the law of attraction work for them. But the law of attraction is at work all the time. It just means that like attracts like. If you really want to understand it, you have to go on a deeper level, which means that the law of attraction is not a primary law, it's a secondary law. The primary law is a law of vibration, which means that everything vibrates, everything's out of energy, right? Like we know that from science. Mm. We're not actually um, a solid body. We're vibrating at a certain frequency, the same as the table is. So nothing really rests, everything is moving and vibrating all the time. Mm-hmm. So according to that vibration, then means whatever vibrates on the same frequency is attracted towards each other. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, this is so important to understand because some yeah, people are like, oh, this is not working for me. This is not working for me. And it's like, no, it's always working. It's always in place. You can now, we have the ability as humans, we have higher faculties, which animals don't have, which is like our will, our imagination, intuition, reason, memory, and perception. And this is what makes us those powerful creatures that can we can create our environment because when we're creating our environment, we think about something that hasn't been there before. We imagine how we want to look like, uh, like how we want our environment to look like. And then according to that, we create our environment as we want. It's incredible. Yeah. But it is, it is something that's... Josh. Yeah, Josh is sitting back in his, in his seat right now. I, I, I've loved every single podcast that we've done, especially all the ones that do season one. But, like, I'm so glad we're kicking off season two with a fucking bang. This is so good. Like, I'm really enjoying this. Oh, my gosh. And so, touching on that, too. So, um, everything's vibrating at a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. So, is it important for people to know that their paradigm depicts what frequency they're vibrating on. Oh, Eilish, get it. Yeah. Signed, (laughs) Eilish. Yes. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Someone's paid attention in the workshop. (laughs) Perfect. So that's exactly what it is. So again, if we look at the mind and our subconscious mind, our emotional mind is responsible for the way we feel. Feeling is just... uh, like our emotions is just a word we've given to the conscious awareness of the vibration that we're in. So it's just us consciously being aware of the frequency that we're in. So if our paradigm is programmed somewhere where we're vibrating in a lower frequency, a lower awareness of who we are, what's possible for us, that belief that that self-image, right? That self-image of, oh, I'm working for $35 in a coffee shop. Then that's what we're going to attract because that's the frequency that we're vibrating on. Mm-hmm. That's the paradigm. The paradigm thinks like the paradigm says, oh, you are a person that is working in a coffee shop for thirty uh, $25 an hour. So it once you change your paradigm, you can change your paradigm, you change your par- paradigm to, hey, I'm a person that works for $300 an hour. Again, I'm just using money to make yep. it more clear. Um, I'm a person that's working for $300 an hour and you start actually implement like, uh, impressing that feeling on your subconscious mind. So you become that person, you start having that paradigm of a person that is earning $300 an hour. You will start feeling like that person, which means you're going to move vibrationally into the frequency vibrating on the level of a person earning $300 an hour. So now what are you going to attract? $300 an hour. $300 an hour. That's right. Yeah. And the opportunities that a person... Yes, you that, that person have. will now attract other people into their lives that will pop up and you're like, oh, funny, I've never seen you before. We've always been going to the same coffee shop and we've never bumped into each other, but now we are because I've changed my vibration and now you're in my vicinity. Yeah. Mm. It gets me so fired up. <laughs> it's, like, it's important. To, it's such a basic kind of scientific concept to understand and it's like... It's not taught, you know. We're not taught that in school. Like, yeah, we learn about science and all the all of these things. But they won't like, talk about that. Yeah, like the law of vibration is so important to understand, and like even just like obviously it helps us understand ourselves. But it it's how our world, our entire 
world works. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so important for people to, to really grasp this concept so that they can utilize it. Yeah. And not see it as something that's so out there anymore because mm. it's not, it's just happening. That's what we said with at the workshop too. We had this example of um, radio stations. So if you are on the frequency, like you tune your radio station to, okay, help me please, Australia. 89.5. 89.5. You tune your radio station to 89.5, then that's the radio station you're going to hear. You're not tuning your radio station to 89.5 and expecting to hear 91.0. Is that one? You're close. (laughs) You're close. 91.9. So you're not going to hear a radio station that's playing on at 91.9 because you are tu- you have tuned your radio to, to a different frequency a different frequency yeah. so that also means though if you think about it there's r- music inside this room at all times can't hear it right now yeah. we can't hear it but that's because if you get a radio and you tune to the frequency it's there mm. you have different kinds of radio stations that you can tune into which means the music's already here it's just a matter of being able to receive it. Whoa. Yeah. So simple yet so true. Like mm-hmm. my mind just expanded and Yes. Yeah. Sick. That's cool. Yeah. So like the same is the frequencies or like the levels of who we want to be, they're already here. You can already tap into that. Yeah. That's why we have the higher faculties. That's how we tap into that new frequency. And if we live there for long enough, then we're going to attract that into our lives. Then we're open to receive once we live on that frequency, we become the radio station that's tuning into that new frequency and then we're able to receive everything that is on our new level of awareness, on our new vibration. And so, yeah, and obviously that, there's obviously like the divine vibration, like the higher frequencies and there's also the lower ones. So like if you're continuously in that lower frequency, well, then you're going to keep contracting, of, you know, um, you're going to keep, yeah, attracting, attracting yeah. Um, yeah. lower vibration. Contracting honestly worked in that. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, didn't I? Example, because yeah. you do, you contract like, when you're like, oh, yeah. But yeah, it's like it just it does make sense, like so much sense. And I think um, as well, like a good a good thing that you said too is like once you get to those vibrations, once you move up that vibrational ladder for like a more visual image, mm-hmm. you then can move up again. Like you said, like when Bob became successful, he didn't just stop. Yeah, it's like, and because it's. Again, you get to that level and it will become comfortable to sit in that paradigm that you now have. Yeah. So it's important to keep setting new goals yeah. and keep developing and growing. And by doing that, you have to have another point to grow to. Yeah. So it's important to keep, keep going. And once you do that a few times, your belief in yourself is going to grow so much because you're like, oh my God, look what I've just achieved. Of mm. course I can do more. Yeah, I might be shit scared of it, but I know I can. Because I have the awareness of how capable I am. And to get to your goal, I always like to use the um, analogy of a car. Like imagine you, let's say you have your car and again, navigation system, you put your goal, your destination into the navigation system and it's pitch dark, you're driving through a forest and all you can ever see is because you have your lights on, all you can ever see is the next three meters ahead of you, five meters So you just have to trust that you just take the next few meters, drive the next few meters, take the next few steps, and you're going to get to your destination. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so, you've got to have that trust and faith, right? Yeah, so it's just taking one step at a time, trusting that you're being guided in the right direction because you're staying focused on where you want to go mm. and you're going to get there. Mm. But then repeating the same thing over and over again. Did you say something about t- like then you drive that, that you drive that same road in the day and you're not going to recognise it? Or something. No. Oh, maybe I dreamt that. Maybe you dreamt that. He's just expanding the, the theory. But I think it's out. like to, to get to, like, if you then, I guess it's like knowing knowing that you're going on the right direction. Like, you can't see it, but you trust that you're going to get there. And then I guess that repetition is when you learn really how to get there and how to really know, I guess, not just that three meters in front of you, but the road, the entire road of, of like getting there. Cause it's like, if you then re like drove that um, same road to your destination in the daytime, you wouldn't recognize it because you're viewing it in like a different light. So I don't know. I probably dreamt. I was going to say, so what, like, yeah, are you like, is your vision implying that like come the daytime that you're, it's like autopilot, you just go straight, like you follow the same route. Yeah. You don't recognize it's like it? developing that sense of knowing in different circumstances. Yeah. So instead of just in that one, nighttime like scenario it's like developing that knowing and trusting in all different scenarios so no matter what kind of time of day or what what route you're taking you still know it's like the right one yeah that sense of awareness yeah, I that guess. makes, sense. That makes yeah. sense to me thanks josh <laughs> maybe you were you. talking about the cornfield anal- analogy oh my god <laughs> i'm talking about the cornfield analogy oh, what is the cornfield analogy yeah so the cornfield analogy was Regarding your paradigms, how you change them. Mm. So it's like if you think about walking through a cornfield, if you go through the first day, like one day you're going to walk through it and you're not going to leave any trace, right? So you have to go over the same path like multiple times. And if you continue every day to go over that cornfield on the same path, eventually... Ground will slowly start to wilt and get yeah inform the track. And eventually you're going to have a track. Yeah. So what happens if you walk for like two weeks and then you stop and you take a break for two weeks it's going to grow back up again so you can start from the beginning again so that's how you want to see changing your paradigms you just have to continuously stick with it and continue to walk that path continue to believe in yourself i can do this i can do this in the beginning you might not believe you're going to do it it might just be a fantasy Mm -hmm. but you just continue to believe in yourself go that path imagine yourself being there feeling into how you're going to feel like when you're there and then at some point you are going to have changed that paradigm. You're going to be that person, have become that person. And then that's who you are. Then you've got the track. Hmm. You're going to live there. I'm glad I brought this up. I'm glad I mixed the stories. Yeah, up. thank you. I like that's that. That's a good analogy. That's a great analogy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Josh, do you have any more questions? No, I'm, I'm really just digesting this. This has been... Process time. <laughs> I hope... For anyone listening, this has been as beneficial for you as it has been for me because this is just like mind-blowing. Mm. And this is probably going to be the episode I listen to the most because I still refuse to listen to most of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you coming in. Yeah. yeah. You're a well of knowledge and like I think a lot of people will benefit from what you've shared with us today. It's incredible. And if people would like to join you, in learning on your course, like doing your course, yeah, how do they where find can you? they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my name there is Vivian Luap. So it's Luap is Paul backwards <laughs> for anyone. 
We and did, um, <laughs> embarrassingly enough, Alice and I did think that Lua was Vivian's last name to an extent. And she's like, it's Paul. And we're like, duh, of course it is. <laughs> Which is fair enough. And a lot is of it think E-E-N or A-N? So it's V-I-V-I-E-N-L-U-A-P. Well, um, we'll make sure we put it in the description as well for anyone looking to reach out to yes. Viv. Um, or you go on my website, which is vivianpaulcoaching.com. There you go. There we go. Same spelling. Is that linked on your Instagram as well? Yeah, that's linked on my Instagram. Sweet. So good. Yes. And thank you everyone for listening. And I hope that um, you take some time after this podcast to digest. And contact us or Viv if you have any questions. Yeah, definitely reach out if you do have any questions for Viv that you want us to pass on because we do. Well, I know that I see Viv nearly every second morning, every morning at the gym and Ailish sees her quite often. So, And just remember that everyone, you're awesome and you all have potential. And power beyond measure. Yes. yes. So all right. Welcome to season two. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey guys, this is Vivian again. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast episode. It was such a pleasure to be here with you guys. So I just quickly wanted to drop in and let you know that for anyone who is ready to dive deeper and interested to learn more about the Thinking Into Results course that I was talking about, then please let me know and I'm happy to offer a $500 discount to any human beings, listeners. So just send me a message and let me know that you've listened to the podcast and we'll sort you out.